This podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. We pay our respects to the traditions and storytelling of the Bunwaring people of the Kulin Nation, their elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hey guys, it's Ali. I'm just jumping in to give a quick trigger warning to say that this episode we discuss topics to do with sexual assault. So if that's not something that you want to be listening to, then that is so fine and we'll see you next week. I also just wanted to say that Holly was really brave in sharing what she did this week. We hope you get something out of it. This one feels really important and special for us. So we hope you enjoy. She is a fat... Suck on your own fucking head. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show stuff. She's a mammoth. He needs some milk. Idiot. Hey friends, so it's our second episode and we're already flops. <laughs> Ali got a period. I did. So today's episode, just be like gentle with me. Just and I I napped from 12 p.m. to 2.30. Yeah, so we're, like, really tired, not really feeling it. We'll paint you the picture of the scene right now. Yeah. I got my period this morning. I've had really, like, weird mental health moment at the moment. Yeah, that's okay. I've got a tea and a water. Holly has her little thing of lollies and a water. And a water. And I'm sitting on the floor and Holly is sitting on a couch and we're in my bedroom and we're just vibing so and timothy chalamet is is with us um if you didn't know now you do i'm in love with timothy chalamet and we're we're a couple so like and she has a cardboard (laughs) in her room i do um you're a certified freak a little bit but it was it was a 21st birthday prop it was like part of the decor for my 21st birthday so um that's the reason for that. I just don't own it for no reason. Um, but I would. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this week we are touching on consent. No, we're not touching on it. It's going to be the whole episode, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we think it's an important one. Last night when I was like trying to research a few facts and figures about the topic, particularly in Victoria, couldn't find a lot. And I was saying to Ali, I was like, am I, yeah. am I missing something here? Like... That there were a lot of um, websites for teens, mm-hmm. and I think that's great for teens to be able to like distinguish yeah. like what is consent, what is not consent. But for people our age, we're twenty one, it's so hard to find like mm. laws. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it's already like a hard thing to come to terms with after the fact, which is the experience we've had um, with it because we weren't taught about it in school. Um, so having no information is also really disheartening. So we want to talk about that today. Um, and that's why it's our topic of the day. But we'll get into it later. And should we start with our fave and our flop? Yes, we should. So, fave and flop. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. What's your fave this week, Holly? My fave of the week is my favourite place I go on my lunch break for when I go because <laughs> look retail's hard man I've got to find a space where I can just chill the fuck out for an yeah. hour Perfect. it's a sushi restaurant called Ohio 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 one of those do you know how to spell it O-H-A-Y-O cool on Chapel Street I highly recommend it I don't recommend going at one thirty, but Is I kind of go there at 2.30 and it's yeah. great they make all the sushi fresh on the spot That's they now know my order I get eight pieces of salmon nigiri edamame Yum. miso soup Yum. I have a fat feed Oh okay, gosh. retail is it's delicious. Yeah, retail can be stressful. So I highly recommend it. Um, Miso get, soup is underrated. That's my oh, hot take. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> underrated and you get it every time you sit down. <laughs> <laughs> no, in winter. In winter. Yeah. I get it in winter. Um, But yeah, I recommend Ohio to anyone that's in the South Yarra, Paran, Windsor region. Wonderful. Yes. That's great. What's your favourite of the week? My favourite of the week, I'm going to get on my... <laughs> high horse here because my favorite of the week this week is a book wow are we shocked i (laughs) said last week that i'm a reader um and let's prove it so it was about time that i talked about a book my book this week is a bright ray of darkness it's by ethan hawke who is an actor you'd know him from 
like before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight, that series. He's in like the new Marvel TV show with Oscar Isaac at the moment as well. But he's an actor. His daughter is also in Stranger Things. She plays Robin, Maya Hawke. I've just started watching Stranger Things, by right. the way. Yeah, I'm trying to so, yeah. jog Holly's memories to who Ethan Hawke Maya. is. Maya Hawke. She plays Robin. Anyway. Okay. She comes in in season three, so that maybe that's what Yeah, that's probably know. why. I'm up season two. Um, anyway, it's really great. It's It feels kind of autobiographical in a way, even though it's about, like, um, a fake actor who's making his Broadway debut in a Shakespeare play, but it's after he's gotten into this cheating fiasco and like what it is so he cheats on his wife before the events of the book with a 21 year old and nice it's about like how his life is kind of ending because of these headlines Mm -hmm. and how he's still being an actor after the fact and working on broadway and how people treat him and blah 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 i read it in three sittings because i had three long drives over the weekend and i read it the whole time it's not very long, 250 pages-ish. <laughs> me being like, 250 pages? Fuck, that's going to take me six months, not jokes. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I still recommend it. I yeah, underlined yeah. a lot of it. It was, like, very lyrically written um, for someone that's an actor and not an author. I thought that was really impressive. Nice. Shout out Jacob Elordi, because that's the reason why I read it, because he put it on his story oh, just randomly Of course he did. Stop! This and was, like, I... months ago he put it on his story, and I was like, I'm going to put that on my TBR, my to-be-read list. All my readers okay. out there. Thanks, Ali, for your fave of the week. Bright Rave Darkness. Okay, thanks. <laughs> what? God, you went on for a bit. <laughs> because I have things to say. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck off. <laughs> That's fine. It also... Anyway. <laughs> You're about to go on again. Oh, my God. The woman. No. The man. Oh, God. Um, I'm passionate. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. It's good to be passionate about things. Um. Okay. Flop. Flop of the week. Go on. <laughs> People that don't have nice things to say about your appearance. <clears throat> I got bloody crucified by a straight male um, in the shop that I work at. Mm. He was about a six foot four guy. Kind of gave me a bit, you know, tosser vibes, worked in finance. I thought, I thought. Yeah, finance bro He nice. then reveals, I'm a hairdresser. And I was like, you're keeping me on my toes, buddy. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. Pants that he was looking for, they didn't fit him because he's too tall. But then he just, like, stays in there and having a conversation with us. Right. And he looks at me and he goes, who's, like, who did your hair? And I was like, my hairdresser? My hairdresser. He goes, oh. Okay. And I went, yeah, I've got, like, five-week regrowth. I'm getting it done this week. Idiot. Like, oh, my God. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that, like, you need to get it, like, done. And then he looks at the length of my hair so and he goes, yeah, and he goes, like, oh, have you thought about getting it cut? And I'm like, yeah, I've got, like, a few dead ends, like, from the colour. Like, I need to get it chopped at a healthy length, but I'm not going to get too much off. He's like, well, I can spot your split ends from a mile away. (gasps) Who do Uh -uh. you think you are? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Literally, I was like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it to me. Say it to your family. Like, I don't know. He left, and I just went up to the mirror in our shop, and I was like, oh, this is ugly about me. This is ugly. It just ruined my fucking day. So, yeah, don't talk to me about my hair colour. Mm. I thought I was rocking it, and then you asked if, kind of insinuated whether I dyed it. Yeah. Hell to no. Hell anyway. to the no. That's a great flop of the week. Yeah. Similar vibes. Yes. My flop of the week is, like, male adjacent as well. And my you, flop... You really love this adjacent. I love the word adjacent. adjacent. Yeah. It makes me feel superior no, I, I understand I'm that. sorry it just like yeah. it feeds my main character complex that I'm trying really hard to have at the moment okay, anyway yeah. um I digress love that word too I have beef with how males write females in literature <laughs> this week oh my god <laughs> I really have beef with the way men well, the men that I've read this year, because I read a Haruki Murakami book earlier this year and I had the same issue. It's like the things that they write are really complimentary and um, I get that, but also it kind of feels like we're placed on this unrealistic pedestal and uh-huh. it's like if I can't use reading as an escape from the standards that are set in the mainstream media and that are set on social media for women if I can't escape that in a book where the fuck can I escape that so it's like 
already I have bias towards female authors and every time I stray from that I'm upset so it's like (laughs) you're a traitor (laughs) every time I stray from that I'm I get reminded like you really don't get it I don't understand. No, but it is that. And yeah. I feel I feel bad yeah. for saying that. No, it's okay. But it just feels like the dialogue we're written like robots. Yes. Or like, yep. like sexual deviants. Right. Or like, it's always I, it's just like yeah. it's it's a trope. Mm-hmm. It's always a trope. Yes. And not to say that their writing is bad. Obviously, Haruki Murakami is literally like his books are modern classics vibes. Like everyone knows them everyone that's a reader (laughs) (laughs) made us be like fuck i read norwegian wood okay that's harry styles's favorite book oh sure what (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i want to know because like the way he writes songs and whatever he obviously gets inspiration from somewhere and so it's come from this place which i hate so i'm like Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, what's the what's the issue here? Anyway, that's my flop this week. How men write women in literature. Period. Also, fucking it started from Shakespeare. The way Shakespeare writes women. Go to hell. Anyway, that's it. Thanks, Ali. What? No, I'm not I'm not discrediting anything. Thank you. Said, you because I'm not. No, I agree with that. I truly do you. agree with that. It's like if I can't escape in a book. Where the fuck am I gonna escape? Exactly. Period. So, I would just like to say I'm probably coming across as, like, an anti, like, reading... I don't read books. I like to read news articles. And that's fine. Like, I like to real. I, I like to read, like, things that are going on in mm-hmm. the world right now, which is why I'm, like, so into politics and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, guys. Like, if you don't read, like, fictional things, like... A lot like, of people I'm around these days always are like, why are you reading? And I'm like, oh. what do you mean, why am I reading? Yeah. And it's, like, people that are older than me being, like, wow, people still read books. Like, significantly older than me. And I'm, like, who do you think I am? Just because, like, we... Just because I'm young and a woman. Yeah. Does that mean I'm illiterate? Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Moving on. Oh, God. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, this episode is... This episode may come across a bit man-hatery, especially considering our faves and flops of the week as well. But, like, it's not. It's not. It's just calling out facts. Yeah. That's what I think I struggled with growing up I was always very outspoken and I'd always Mm. be like told like oh you come across as you know too aggressive and whatever no bitch I'm stating facts Mm. I don't just make shit up and just do it for yeah the reaction of no like I I I say shit because like I think it's important exactly so now the ripe old age of 21 I'm like time to use my voice yeah sick of being told shut up and close your mouth and, you know, do the right thing and whatever. Okay. I am doing the right thing. I was never doing the wrong thing. Anyway. Whoa. 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 Let's do whoa, it. Whoa, Topic whoa. of the week. Topic of the week. Consent. I just want to say, because if people listen to this much and nothing else, I just want to reiterate, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Period. Now let's get into it. Now let's get into it. Shall we start from the beginning? Yeah. yeah. We'll start from what we learned in high school. Okay, let's start from there because that's where we think that it should be taught. Yes, where it like obviously should be taught. So, what was your sex ed like? So we started like sex ed in year three. Okay, but it was like family life, like how babies are made. Yeah, ours was called family life as well. Yeah, we did it like kind of every year, and then year seven it wasn't really like a massive thing like we had in year seven at my school we had like mentors who would like um were basically like a teacher like that would stand in every like Mm -hmm. subject that we had so they were kind of like our go-to person okay like a teacher's aide yeah basically yeah yeah just to help us like Mm -hmm. transition from junior school to um that's quite nice middle school it was really good um but they were the ones i'm pretty sure that had to like teach sex ed but like it wasn't it was like a piss take like everyone was just laughing and like I like I loved my mentor because Mm -hmm. it was good because in year seven my mentor I had in junior school so he was Mm kind of like a loud boisterous teacher and he was you were familiar with him familiar with him but he'd also like wouldn't take that sex ed stuff seriously like Mm -hmm. he joked about like girls using different objects to like for like gratification and like stuff like that like made like a joke out of like sex toys and stuff oh that's so weird it was really weird that's really weird at a co-ed school yeah it was really weird 
he would okay. yeah kind of go a bit off topic sometimes and i was like huh and then year eight i just don't remember sex ed being a thing in year eight interesting i just don't remember it unless yeah. i'm like completely yeah unless i was like not there at school it was never a thing and then when i moved to performing arts high school wasn't a thing yes it wasn't a thing at dcv um that we yeah no learned about unless uh-uh. if you were doing health maybe uh no because but when i did health even... in, when i did health in year nine it wasn't really like a thing right yeah so you did health and it wasn't a thing no Similar experience, we called it family life at my school as well. Um, and I actually got sent out of the class in year six during family life because there would be a question box every week and yeah. every question was like, how do fish mate? How do um, frogs mate? Oh, how, like, it was all just like, how do animals yeah. reproduce? <laughs> and I was just like cackling in the corner, laughing to myself, being like, this is so stupid. And I got sent out of the class. <laughs> Because I was laughing at how ridiculous it was. Because yeah. I was like, this is not learning. And the teacher was like, what are you laughing at? And I said, this is ridiculous. And she sent me out of the class. It's almost like the... I got punished. Our, it was almost like our teachers were embarrassed by it as well. Yeah. Oh, fully. And then in high school, it was in science when we learned about it. That's so We weird. learned about periods in science and we all got like a little pack of like... Them trying to be like, oh, it's like science. Like, no, bitch, it's just well, my yeah. body. Like, yeah, it's my yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let's it was not... like a, a science experiment oh, that we got our period sake. vibes, um, which was, like, thinking about that now is so gross. Like, <laughs> like, no wonder I had body dysmorphia and didn't know <laughs> what I was. What like, the fuck was going on? Because well, yeah, they because treat your body like a fucking science project. Exactly. Like, no, it fully was that yeah. way. And then we learned about it in health, PE, PE. Um, and instead of teaching us anything, my PE teacher in year nine, who was a male, sorry, I just need to give that preface, had a debate with me in front of the whole class about why he thought fake tanning was worse than tanning in the sun. Um, and my whole class was sitting there silent and I was having a go at my teacher being like, call me when you have cancer. Like, like, that's what, what I said to my teacher oh in my year nine. God, what's that got to do? No with wonder we have a podcast now. What's that got to do with sex ed? Like, I'm sorry. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And I remember we would be sitting in like the hall with like a PowerPoint about every kind of different STD or STI. Right. But like nothing about how you treat it. No. Nothing <laughs> about how you get it. Nothing about where it comes from. Like. Nothing to do with, like, like, this is what happens... is permanent. Yeah, yeah. Or it's, like, this is what happens if you think you might have an STD or whatever. Mm. Like, you go Mm. to a sex clinic. You get some antibiotics and then it goes away. And it goes away. But it was, like, wow, chlamydia. So school really didn't teach us anything personally. And we don't know if that's different now. We hope it is. Um, I don't think it is. If it is, if you're, like, in school and listening to this, let us know. Mm. Because it's so fucking important. Or if you've got siblings that are... You know, in year seven, eight, nine, are they learning about this? Yeah, especially like consent laws and like, because girl, I know nothing. I did not, I did not know that I had the option to refuse sex. Yeah, we never were told. Hey guys, I didn't know that that was an option. An option. Yeah, and it's... once it was initiated by kissing someone, I didn't know it was an option to refuse. Yeah, yeah. until after the fact. Yes. Which is what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so I didn't know that saying no was an option because my sympathy for people kind of inhibited me from saying no because I would rather let myself down than anyone else down. And that's what I kind of went with in sexual contexts. I was like, oh, but I'm here. I can't say no. no. We've gotten this far. May as well just I, go for it. I agree with that because yeah. you don't want to seem like you're a burden and like, oh, like you're weak or, oh, yeah. you're kidding. Like, like you came over here to like just kiss. Like, you're kidding. Like, you don't, you don't yeah. want that. You don't want repercussions. Like, exactly. But not that that's ever happened no. to us, anyone yeah. speaking to us in that way. But that's how it's shown. Yeah. That's how it is in movies and stuff. It's like, oh, you're going to leave me like this. You're going to give me blue balls. You're going to do this. You're so a loser. Like, yeah, yeah, so it's like terrifying that yeah. you're going to get... But it, it hasn't happened because I've never said no. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest things to come to terms with as a young woman is that we have agency over our life and our body and our relationships. Yeah, and it's only like this year that I've like stepped up to someone and been like, no, I'm not going back to your house to have sex with you because... I actually want to get to know you. That mm-hmm. was a major, and it sounds 
But so it was a stupid. major breakthrough for you. Yeah, and like that's nothing. Yeah. Compared to you know being in someone's room and being like, no, I actually don't want to have sex with exactly, you. Exactly, like, because I, we're not uh, taught that we have agency over our bodies in yeah. school, in media. We're not taught that. No. No. Whew. I'm already getting Yeah, I'm already getting hot. Like, fired okay. up. If I start getting emotional, just know that it's because I'm These only, are very raw things to talk about. They're raw things, but also, like, it's only come to light now. Yep. That things that have happened to me... Oh my god, I'm already getting emotional. I just <laughs> kiss you on. It's because like I'm only getting told by friends now, hey, that actually was sexual assault that happened to you. Mm-hmm. And you feel like dirty. Like you feel like, oh my god, like could yeah. I have been different in this situation and whatnot. But I think for me the biggest one is like protection. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. And like personally, I don't really like protection. <laughs> But, but as well, at the same time, if I don't really know the guy that well, I will always use it. Mm-hmm. And when I started like seeing a guy, 99, 99% of the time, I was intoxicated. And I never was asked by him, can I have sex with you? Like there was never like a yes or no, like kind of mm-hmm. like consensual moment before we had sex. And not to say like I didn't want to have it or anything like that but Mm -hmm. there was no question and there was no yes or no from me and I remember when I went to his house when I was fully sober and he was sober and we were like just about to have sex and he goes Mm -hmm. he goes to me and I'm just going like oh my god like looking back on it like fuck he just goes oh I better use a condom this time because you're sober and you know what's going on and it took me like 10 seconds to like realize what he had said and I'm like holy shit like this guy literally just told me he took advantage of me while I was drunk to not Mm -hmm. use protection because it doesn't feel as good on his end you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like it's just so wrong and like there were there are now laws in New South Wales like you can go to jail for this stuff now Mm -hmm. and like it's just crazy to me that like that's assault like, mm-hmm. and I think that's also me being a woman, like, suppressing my emotions and, like, you know, living for a man. Like, it's kind of, like, that whole thing. Sure. And, yeah, that was kind of, like, a really, like, big moment for me. Like, remember you said to me, you were literally, like, that is sexual assault. Yeah. Or there was another instance where I was, like, seeing a guy. And this man was older than you. Yeah. Like, he we're was... going to call this person, let's call him Tristan. Ew, that's such a gross name. Yeah, but we're making... Okay. <laughs> Just sidebar, oh, yeah. all of the names they were coming up with are Kardashian-adjacent names. <laughs> so, last week we had Skeet and Kanye, this week we have Tristan. Yes, we've got Tristan. These are all different people, by the way. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll have someone to talk about. <laughs> I'll give him a name too. Um, I'm reserving Scott for me. But yeah, with Tri- and Tr- that's such a... Yeah, because Tristan's... Ill. We don't mm-hmm. like Tristan. Um... But yeah, Tristan was like, yeah, five years older than me. And I think he just kind of just, again, I mentioned this last week, but I think he just saw our age gap as like uh, an excuse to act like a fucking moron. Mm -hmm. And like, little do you know, I'm pretty woke for a 21 year old. (laughs) I know what the fuck's going on. But yeah, you had to like tell me like before this. I did. Before we recorded this. Yeah, we spoke about this. You were like, no, it was sexual assault. And I was like, what? Like, for starters, the being under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. Not asking, not giving verbal consent. Yeah. And not using protection against your knowledge. Yeah. Because I was too intoxicated. And I think that also brings on to, like, another guy. What should we call him? Travis. Travis. Ew. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it brings me on to, like, the next guy. This is before Tristan, but let's call him Travis. Yeah, we were, like, having sex and we didn't use protection because we were only sleeping with each other at this point. And I made, and I said to him, I said, if you're going to not use a condom, I said, do not finish in me. Like, it's that sounds so ugh. But, but yeah. it doesn't sound ugh. That's, yeah. a, that's yeah. a normal request. Yeah. I said, finish anywhere else, but do not finish in me. And he finished in me. Mm-hmm. After I had verbally said, do not finish in me. Yeah. And, of course, I had to, you know, deal with the repercussions of that. And I had to 
fucking take the morning after pill and I was in pain for seven days after. Pain physically and, and mentally. And mentally, yeah. And then the next week he had a girlfriend. <laughs> Which was even worse because I'm just like, great, you could have impregnated me. <laughs> First off. True. You could have impregnated me. Like, yeah. do, you not, like, do you not think of this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, like, sorry that I'm not on the pill, but it's my body at the end of the day. So, like, yeah. Also, I'm yeah. sick of men constantly asking, are you on the pill? Are you on the pill? Mm. How about, are you on the fucking pill? I'm pretty sure there are options for males now where you yeah, can. Yeah, is that? I'm pretty sure it's a thing. Yeah. Or they're in the trial stages of right. it. Right, yeah. That's also another major thing. And, like, it's almost like you feel like a burden as a woman. Like, if you're, if not, you're on not on pill, the pill, you're like, fuck. True. So... Yeah, there's just, like, I think for me, there's just, like, a lot of, like, instances where, like... And there's also another guy that I... The fact that you have three instances of this happening, I've got a few. Every young person probably has a similar experience, and there's still not laws in Victoria that give any repercussions to the people that are the abusers. Yes. That's... It's so That's so wrong. Yeah. And it's taken till 2022 for anywhere in Australia Yeah, to have these kinds of discussions is so wrong. And it's so disheartening. It's disheartening because, like, and the issue is with, like, not having these laws, like, I have to kind of work out for myself whether I was sexually assaulted or not. Mm. Like, that's so Not having clear guidelines, not having education. Yeah, well, I had no idea. This sounds so ridiculous. I had no idea that sexual penetration also meant, like, having fingers mm. inside you yeah. to put that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds ugh. But, yeah, I didn't realise that I was, like, sexually penetrated in the middle of a public space when I was 18 and I had absolutely no idea that that was, like, sexual assault. Absolutely mm-hmm. none. And yeah. it only clicked for me, like, three months after that that yeah. was sexual assault. And I kept that to myself up until mm-hmm. last year when... I was in a situation at school and I had to like come because I was so distressed about the whole situation that had happened that mm-hmm. I then revealed to my mum that like this event when I was 18, like it happened to me and my yeah. mum just like broke down because she felt like she failed as a parent because yeah. I didn't know whether that was sexual assault or not or she just, yeah, she yeah. she really took that hard as well. She was kind of like, is, was there anything I could have done to teach you about consent and, mm-hmm. like, what is sexual assault and not sexual assault? Yeah. I'm fine now, yeah. but it just gets me really emotional because I kind of go, like, there would be so many other people in this yeah. situation that have no idea that they've been sexually assaulted. That just mm-hmm. is what gets me. So that's why we're doing this today. That's because... why we're doing this today. That's why you're talking you're incredibly brave yes thank you Molly you're incredibly (laughs) brave for even saying these things yes and going there yep yep but yes where was I um yeah I just think that it's really important that we talk about this stuff because Mm -hmm. if it helps even just one person even just one person then yep so be it that's what we're here to do so be it yep yep what about you Ali do you want to talk about your experiences do you want to talk about Um, mine is like a bit different. I was eighteen. Yes. Or, or just no. I think I was seventeen. Okay. Or sixteen. <laughs> I was I was fully sixteen. Um, and I had had sex before. And because I had had sex before, there was a person that thought that at a party I would I would do it as well. Uh. Mm. And we were kissing around the side of the house or whatever and they wanted to and I like fully was like refusing saying no and they were like come on come on you've done it before kind of thing yeah when you were 16 when I was 16 and um I got out of that situation I was like don't you fucking touch me yeah and I left the party yeah um but I am an outlier in that I was able to muster up enough courage to be like, don't touch me. Yeah. And get myself out of that situation. Yeah. Because I don't know if there was Uber when I was 16. I think it just was... I think was it just was a thing. A thing, yeah. If I had Uber I... on my phone, I knew that there was a way to get me out of that situation physically. Yes. And so I did that. But it, it got my fight-or-flight response. Mm-hmm. And so... 
fight, flight or freeze, I should say. And like, that's my problem. If I am ever in a scenario with another person where I either want to freeze, I want to fight or I want to get out, that's not consent for yeah. me. That's how I know yeah. that I'm not into it yeah. and that I need to leave. Mm-hmm. And my go-to is always get the fuck out. Yeah. But it's because I was like, oh, I can leave mm-hmm. because I've got this thing and I can get out. Yeah. But that's not the situation for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to get very drunk that night, but this person was giving me drinks. Mm. So already they were providing alcohol. I was underage and I was going to be taken advantage of if I didn't get out. Yes. Kind of thing. And so that's when I, like, made the promise to myself that I was, like... And then, like, the lines got a bit blurry. When it comes to someone that's, like, your partner... Yep. Or mm. someone that you're, like, consistently sleeping with... Yep. The lines become really blurry. They do, because it just becomes, like, because almost it, a mechanical thing. Yes. And it's, like, if I have had sex with you once, it doesn't mean I want to every time. Yes. But it's very hard to retract and say no once you've said yes to them Mm -hmm. that's where it gets like difficult for me yes because I'm like on this day I don't want to but I feel like I'm letting you down yeah if I don't yeah so I've been in a few of those situations where I haven't wanted to and done it anyway because I was like I can't let you down in this moment like we're and as I was explaining last week, I don't sleep with anyone unless I feel, like, an emotional connection with them. I just, like, blanket. I've never gotten with anyone that I don't have prior emotional connection. So I'm already, like, empathetic towards that person. I have a lot of love for them. Yeah. Um, and so saying no is even harder. Mm-hmm. And you feel even worse. You're like, now I'm a burden. Yes. On this person and I've let them in before why can't I do it again yeah but also that like penetrates this cycle in me that it's like well why don't you have agency over your body like why can't you feel like you can say no mm-hmm. which yeah it's... but it's just because I didn't know that that was an option and I didn't want to let anyone down yes but on that I yeah. just want people to know that you can say no yeah like, if they're a decent person, they're not going to care. Yeah. They're yeah. really not going to care. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I think I've only ever been with... And if they do, they're not a person that you want inside of you anyway. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. no. I think I've only really had, like, one person where we were having sex and it, like, really hurt. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, we're stopping. Like, we're stopping. Like, this is not okay. And I was so taken off guard. I was like... Really? What the fuck? Yeah, I think that I don't have a lot of, like, agency over my body. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I still struggle with that a lot because I'm all about pleasing the other person. Yeah. Giving them what they want so then I can fucking get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And and also it just comes down to, like, when even the some guys I've been with, they're like, I'm like, oh, can you just, like, stop for a bit? (laughs) A bit tired. And they're like, oh, but I haven't finished. Mm-hmm. So fucking what? I haven't finished. I probably won't even finish. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, beyond me. I'm like, is this all you care about? Just Getting to that goal. Getting to that goal of, like... And if so, why can't you do it yourself? Do it yourself. Like, go to the bathroom and finish yourself. And then go to sleep and leave me alone. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's not romantic, but, like having sex with someone one time isn't romantic like a, a one night stand historically isn't romantic anyway so it's like no exactly it's the same as like oral sex as well like yeah I'm not a big fan of <laughs> can I like say this like I'm not a big fan of like giving giving head, giving head. I don't yeah. like it like mm-hmm. I, it's, not, your it's thing. not really my thing okay and I've been with people who have literally forced me to do it like like mm-hmm forced me like yeah they like grabbed my head no yeah 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 yeah. no 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 and I'm so drunk that I've got no idea what's going on I'm just like my I'm so dizzy I'm so blurry I'm just like whatever yeah and I'm just like so fucking what that it feels good 
Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, but does it really feel that good it... if the person that's giving it is drunk and doesn't know what they're doing? Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Does it feel that good? Yeah, and like again, that's also me. I wouldn't know. It's a question. Yeah, and it's also like me being like, well, I can't really let them down. Like they're going to get angry at me if I like not get angry, but like they'll just get a bit pissy that like. Mm. I didn't want to give them a fucking blowjob. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, it's so mm. dumb. Well, I know this isn't this isn't going to be, like, the most radical feminist advice. But in my experience, I just will drink less. I will mm. be less. I will wear a jacket over what I'm wearing. Yes. I will make I wear tights. I wear tights. I wear high waisted undies. I will protect my body when I'm out. Yes. Just in case. Yeah, I agree with that. I I if I don't know where I'm going for the night and I'm going kind of like wherever my friends are going, I always make sure that I wear pants. Yeah. And that is so beyond fucked. Because, you know, like, this whole discussion of, like, oh, the woman should make sure what she's, you know, wearing isn't gonna, you know. Yeah. It's what you're wearing. Like, it's... That... I hate... I hate that notion that it's, like, they were asking for it because of what they were wearing. Yeah. But it's made it fucking easier. Also, when I'm in a club, I don't smile. Really? Yeah. Interesting. If I'm in a club, I won't smile at people. Because mm, otherwise, and people they... won't think that I'm approachable. They won't approach me. They won't touch me. They won't do anything because I give them the fucking dirtiest looks. Yeah, and they kind of just know. Yeah. But better, better stay away from her. I was like... getting out of an Uber one day, and there was like this group of men, and one of them was like bigger and shirtless, and he was approaching the Uber as I got out. I just gave him a look, and he went, walked away. I like, didn't even have to say anything. I just gave him these eyes. It's like, if you fucking come any closer to me, I will call the police on you. Yeah. And he just scurried away. But it's also like, imagine if you didn't make that look. Exactly. What could, what, what could have happened? What could have happened? If I was like, hi, how are you going? Mm-mm. And I hate that that's the first impression that I give people, but it's what's going to protect me at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. And I know that's, like, it's really, like, not progressive it's advice. It's so backwards. It's such backward advice, but it's, it's like, a last resort kind of thing that I've had to implement in my life because the system isn't changing. No. No. Right? So, like, if the system's not going to change, then I'm just not going to adhere to the system, the patriarchy in the way that they want me to dress and behave around men. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to change how approachable I am. I'm going to change how kind I am. Like, well, I also make sure that I don't wear, um, that I wear red lipstick on nights out where I can like make sure that a guy's not going to come up to me and and kiss kiss, kiss me. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. It's like armor. Yeah. It's like, we've found ways to like personally armor ourselves and people can be like, why are you being so dramatic? Because we've been in experiences where we haven't worn the red lipstick. We've worn skirts mm-hmm. because we want to fucking wear a skirt because we feel good about it. Yeah. And we've been touched inappropriately or yeah. touched without consent or a guy's tried to kiss me without my yeah. consent. Like, that's why. That's like, why. it's not a matter of being dramatic. It's no. In the Middle Ages, knights didn't wear armour because it looked fucking cool. They wore it because people were coming at them with swords. To protect themselves. Yeah. So in this case, someone's coming at us with a fucking sword <laughs> of a different I, kind, yeah. and we need to protect ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Gosh, I wish I had better advice. I would just like to know where men get this idea that they have such ownership over our bodies, especially men that we don't know, because um, in public settings. For us to have to act a certain way around people that we don't know is not right. That's not right. No. But I want to know where they get this idea from that they have such ownership over our bodies. But I think a lot of them would say that, like, well, that's a you problem. It's a you problem. But why would that be a me problem? Um, it's they, they might say, like, I can't help the way that I hold myself in public that it makes you feel uncomfortable. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. But 
Right. So I can't help assault you because you look a certain way and you're dressing a certain way. <laughs> yeah. Where does that idea come from? Right. Where does that idea come from? That's what I want to know. Where are we teaching that idea? I think it comes down to the way people grow up and what they mm-hmm. take away from yeah. older people in their life. Okay, exactly. And we acknowledge that we come from a place of extreme privilege yeah. in our lives, how we've grown up, who we are, you know, mm. straight, cis women, yeah, white women. Um, we inherently have a lot of privilege in that regard socioeconomically as well i don't think no matter the circumstances you've grown up in i don't think that's an excuse no no and that's that's what just gets me because i just want to know where these ideas are perpetrated from yes and you can say like media but but where but where but where in the media Mm. what articles are you reading babe like please show me like you no, know, as in like yeah, yeah, no, no, movies no. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh, true. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Porn, all of that. I think it comes down to porn. Right. Not always, but I think that these boys have like this like dream scene they want to play out mm-hmm. in the bedroom and like... But a club's not a bedroom. <laughs> You're right, yeah. A public space is not a bedroom. Yeah, yeah. There's a big difference. A big fucking difference. Yeah, that's what I want to know. I don't I don't know why I have to carry myself in a certain way in a public setting to appease people that I don't fucking know. No. I would appease, like, my family. I'm not going to dress a certain way around my family, around my grandparents, around people like that, mm. because I care about what they think of me, mm. because I care about how they've grown up and how they perceive me. I don't want to show that kind of thing to them. Obviously, I care about them. I know them. I've known them my whole life. Yeah. I don't care about appeasing people that I don't know <laughs> in public. Yes. And I don't like feeling in danger because of who I am and how I dress and how I present because of people I don't know. Mm-hmm. How is that fair? Yeah. How is that fair? How is that okay? It's not okay. It's not. Yeah. yeah. But it's also, like, made me want to dress differently. I prefer wearing bigger clothing if I know that I'm going to be out in the city all day mm-hmm. because I don't want to be perceived. I don't want to be, like, watched. Yes. I don't want someone to, like, catcall me, mm-hmm. to, like look at me, turn their head, because I've got double D-sized boobs and a bum and you can see them. So I'll wear pants that you can't see my shape. I'll wear a huge T-shirt with fucking Rey Mysterio, the wrestler on it. (laughs) So you can't see my shape. My haircut at the moment is quite like, I don't know, boyish in a way. It's a mullet, um, if you haven't seen. A shag. It's a shag, if you will. Um, that's not traditionally seen as sexy or anything. So fucking stupid. But it's like, I've taken these measures to make myself have an easier time in the world. Yes. Um, which sucks. Yeah. I don't see a lot of, I don't want to make this a man-hating fucking rant, but I've never known... A straight cis male that has had to worry about like, any of this, any of this, like their haircut, mm. what they wear, yeah, like. And on that, I'm I really all my life I've wanted to have really short hair because, like, growing up, Audrey Hepburn was my idol and she had really really short pixie cut, um, and I just think it's the most beautiful haircut in the world. But I have so much like inner, like. discourse with myself because I'm like I'm gonna be unattractive I fuck with that a lot as in like I feel that like haircuts I'm like I'm gonna be unattractive it was like when I dyed my hair red this is so fucking stupid but like 
the shit people say about people with, like, red hair. Oh, they're ugly. Like, mm. there's, like, this, like, massive stigma. Even though it's not fucking true, but, like, all these guys, like, oh, she's a fucking rang or whatever. Like, I... That we internalise that. That was in my head. I was like, oh, a, a guy's going to like me because I've dyed my hair red. I mean, it's the best thing I've ever done and, like, whatever. It looks incredible. <laughs> yeah. And, like, for the most part, 99% of men that I've spoken to love it. But, like, yeah. it, it was a big thing with me as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, am I going to be perceived as ugly? Yes. And I like what that's going to do for me as a woman. Yeah. I like that that's going to make me stronger as a woman and it's going to be a big lesson that I'll have to learn. Um, But also it shouldn't have to be. (laughs) I shouldn't have to worry about feeling unattractive. Unattractive. For a man. For a man. Because I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you are cute as fuck. (laughs) Like, I'm like... Nah. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. You are the most beautiful person I ever did see. Yeah. But then I go out on the street and I'm like... inadequate. Oh. People are going to think I'm unattractive. Yeah. What the fuck? I hate that that constantly plagues me. Yes. Um, I hate that I have to dress in a certain way to be perceived in a certain way. Um, As someone that identifies as a woman... Um, and that's something that I still care about as someone that identifies as a woman, how men perceive me. And I hate that I still care, but I still do. Mm. And I pretend like I don't, but I do. Same. And... That's why I fucking fake tan every week. Right. Because I can't be bullied getting told, you look fucking pasty, you look sick. You look sick. You look unattractive without a tan. And like like we said before, the... The only person that's made a comment to Holly about her hair that isn't fucking the hottest thing she's ever done was that man at politics who gave her unsolicited advice. A stranger. A stranger. Once again, a stranger. A stranger. So why do I have to make myself away for a stranger? Yeah. Easy fix. Mind your damn business. Yeah. Mind your damn business and respect people. Period. Respect people that you don't know. Respect people that you do know. Mm-hmm. And if you're not happy with how they act, then you can leave. <laughs> no one asked for you to yeah. stay in that situation that you're in. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to... I, I actually genuinely want to put this out here, and I don't mean to, like, sound like a smart ass. but if there are any cis males... <coughs> Um, cis straight males. Yep, cis hetero males. Cis hetero males that um are listening right now. What do I want them to say? Like, I, I just want them to like, not give us reassurance, but like, I just want to know your thoughts on all of this. Like, mm. do you agree with everything that we're saying? Because if you don't, I'd love to hear. Yeah, I'd love to hear why. I want to hear like what you. Have I'd love to, to say. hear why you don't agree. Um, but I would also love to hear why you do agree and. We will say New South Wales has released an ad um, recently within the last 10-ish days that's on, like, TV um, about consent and because they've got new laws. Should I read out the new laws? Yeah. Why don't you I read mean, out the new not laws? that it makes any fucking difference in this Victoria. This as of 10 days ago in yeah. ACT in New South Wales. Um, silence is not consent. A person can withdraw their consent at any point. A person can consent, can't, sorry, let me say that again. A person cannot consent if they're too intoxicated to choose or to refuse to participate. Consent can only be given freely and voluntarily. Consent must be present for every sexual act. Mm -hmm. A person can't consent if they're asleep or unconscious. So a spokesperson on behalf of the New South Wales government in October last year said this, um, quote, if you want to have sex with someone, then you need to do or say something to find it, find out if they want to have sex with you too. Under our reforms, it's that simple. Great. That doesn't change anything for Victoria. It doesn't actually fucking change That we've found, if anyone knows that if this is law in Victoria as well, please let us know. But we haven't been able to find it. And the fact that it is so hard to find and to access 
is also an issue. And it also makes me question... Because we're looking for it. People who aren't looking for it, how would they know? Exactly. How on earth would they know? If we don't know... Well, I didn't fucking know. How on earth would they know? I didn't fucking know. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So we clearly don't have all the answers, but we hope that what we spoke about today made you feel less alone if you have experienced these things or um, has given you insight into how we feel about them and how they've personally affected us and our lives and our actions in the world, um, which are all unfortunate consequences, but also it just yeah has helped us get to know ourselves more in a way that we didn't think we had to in school when we were learning about sexual education. Yeah, and we also want to give you guys a website and even a number you can access um, if you or someone that you know has been impacted by sexual assault. And the number is 1800-737-732. Or you can visit their website, which is 1800respect.org.au. And then obviously places like Lifeline are there as well if you need... um... That was a big episode today. It was. Uh, we just want you all to take care of yourselves. Because um, we will be tonight too. Uh, after talking about this, it's brought up things for both of us that are really heavy. Um, and we want to thank you for giving us the space to talk about these things. Um, that's all. If you have any more questions, advice, or not advice, things you want advice on, um, yeah, our DMs are always open and questions for the pod will always be anonymous. Yeah. That's all from me. Have you got any closing (laughs) statements, Holly? Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of like I've never opened up to too many people about these things that have happened to me. A, because I had no fucking clue that a lot of these things were like, against the law (laughs) um but also because like I didn't want to talk about them because I was yeah I was in denial basically um but I think that it's 2022 and I feel like there just hasn't been enough done in terms of consent laws absolutely not and if my experiences help at least one person well then I think I've done my job hopefully. And would you like to say the words, Ali? I will. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Love you all.